Hey everyone, and welcome back to or of a kind podcast. Woohoo! Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. All right. So today we have a very special guest with us and one of our good friends, Krishna Chandrasekhar. His credentials are that he's probably the most intelligent person you'll meet, and most recently. He is a published author, Krishna. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. So, let's just get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about your most recent endeavor? Uh, so, over the summer, I wrote a book right here. It can be found on Amazon, and it's titled "Water Wars and Food Fights." And in this book, I talk about like different global food and water issues, like relating to food and water insecurity. And then I also like wrote some poems in the book too, from like the perspective of people who are like suffering in these issues. So it's like a combination of nonfiction and fiction, and um, it's on Amazon. And that's how I like published it. They have like a publishing service, and all the proceeds from the book are going to Isla Rabana, which is like the organization that JWAC or Junior Water Affairs Council at our school uh, we like connect with to install rainwater harvesting systems in Mexico. So. That's pretty crazy. I think we can all say you make us all feel bad about what we did over our summer. But anyway, aside from that, I'm really curious about your choice to include the fiction and nonfiction elements with the with the poetry. Did you was that something you just thought of, or did you get any inspiration for that idea?、Um, I kind of just like thought of it, sort of, because I felt like nonfiction on its own would be sort of boring. So I thought like having a more creative element would be good to it. And then I sort of got inspired as well, because、um, Isla Rabana they like reached out and they said that they wanted like some creative work, like some sort of art and stuff. But I'm not really good at art, so I decided to do like a poetry kind of thing. And I originally didn't have the plan of like making a whole book out of it, but because I like already wrote on that topic, I decided to expand it to several different issues as well. And I just want to ask, how did you manage your time writing the book and also doing other things like college and? High school stuff.、Uh, so, like, I originally came up with the idea kind of like April's time, and then I like started writing about a few things. But then in May, like AP season came, so like I like dropped everything and like crammed for AP exams. But then I resumed work on it in June, and like there was like some weeks where that's like all I would do, almost almost like kind of like a full time job kind of thing. Like I'd spend like fifty sixty hours a week just like writing it. And then other times, I like took a little bit of a break because I would get like writer's block sometimes. So on like certain weeks, I would just spend maybe like one or two hours a day, just thinking of like ideas and stuff. And what really helped is that one of the topics I write about in the book is my EE topic. So I kind of like you know kill two birds with one stone. Like I did research for the EE and for that section. So I I felt like it didn't take up too much time from that because it's stuff that I had to do anyways. Um, and for those of our listeners who don't know what an EE is, it's an extended essay. That's an、uh, IB requirement, and you know we all go to an IB school. It's like a four thousand word essay, kind of a research paper of your choice. So、um, I actually wanted to ask you, Christian, like why why did you write this book? Not only like why did you write it, but like do you consider this like your form of activism, or is this more just like oh I was interested in it, so I just kept writing and like now we're here.、Uh, so at first it was like. Um, I actually didn't have the idea of like donating the profits to Isla Rabana at first. At first, I just kind of thought of it like as a creative project for me to do, 
And mainly because I was like, interested in like world affairs and stuff. And I got interested in water and food issues uh, after I went to Mexico last summer to install like rainwater harvesting systems. Like that kind of got my interest into that. But then I sort of thought that maybe I could like do something more with this book. Like it could have more of a purpose. And that's how I kind of reframed it to be more of like an activism approach. And um, I like talked to different world affairs councils like across the country so that I could present the book there. And that way I can raise awareness to like other youth and maybe they can become passionate about something as well. So that's how I kind of reframed it. I think that's really interesting. Like the whole idea of like doing something to inspire others and then kind of turning it into your own passion, because I feel like, you know, especially since we're all in a pandemic, of course, like it's really hard to like get out there and inspire others because you're just kind of sitting in the comfort of your own home, um, which allows a lot of people to just kind of post on Instagram and like kind of use that as their like mode of modern activism. So I kind of wanted to segue into a little bit of a broader discussion on y'all's opinions on this modern activism. And like, does it actually do anything? But as teenagers, are we like, do we even have the capabilities of doing anything? Like, what do y'all think? Well, I think every, every teenager has like a social media platform or not every, but most. And I noticed that especially during this time, people are posting a lot about like their political views, just things happening that we might not be aware of, which I think is really good because Sometimes I see an Instagram post about a certain uh, affair and I'm like, oh, I never would have known that if that person didn't post it and I'll look more into it. So I think that's also very helpful. But I feel like we can also do just a little bit more. Um, not Maybe not like Christian and I write a whole book because, you know, that's very hard and it takes a lot of dedication. But I think he's also a testimony to the fact that we can do more and it doesn't have to be something crazy. But I don't know, like if we can vote this year. Um, we should vote or if um, we can donate we can donate but you know that's just what I think yeah I agree with Ezra I feel like since the Black Lives Matter movement we've seen this like crazy increase in people posting about any political topic like and um, even stuff that I have never even heard of from my own country I don't know who posted it I don't remember but somebody posted something about um, Mexico going through this like many like discrimination against against women I mean more than usual or whatever and like all these um, protests and you know oppressive laws that I had no idea about because I'm so immersed only in the American politics and all that stuff so it was nice to see someone that wasn't even Mexican just I I don't remember what they were but it's just interesting how having this platform you get to see what it's what's going on all over the world, especially right now with Australia, the fires, Yemen, you know, all that stuff. And um, but it can go either way. You can either get this rare information that you would have never been exposed to, or you see the same post being reposted over and over and over and over again on your feed, which I think can be utilized for better things or like using a different post to show the same thing, you know, instead of reposting the same thing that you see 20 people reposted before. Yeah, I will give credit to the the occurrence of reposting on social media because for me at least, there's a lot of things I honestly would not have known that happened in the world without it. Uh, for example, the, the detainment of Uyghur Muslims in China and also the the like humanitarian crisis in Yemen. I honestly would not have known the severity of those without social media. And then after looking into them a little bit, it to to Maria's point about 
like seeing things over and over again, that could, that's like a little bit of one of my P's because, and I feel a little bad about it, but it's just, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's just a little bit of a peeve. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, especially when a major event happens and I'm like, honestly guilty of this myself, but like just seeing the same post over and over again, I feel like, although it does bring awareness to it after like the first two posts, I think we already know what's like going on. And I don't really think it's necessary for people to post the same thing over and over again. And I personally get tired of it. Like I end up just like not looking at people's stories because I like already know they're probably going to post about it or I just like skip through it quickly. And I think that like fatigue could actually have a negative effect because maybe in the future, like as we keep posting more and more, more and more people are just going to become disengaged with it because they know that they just expect people to repost it over and over again. And like with social media in general, I think it can be like a really good thing, especially for our generation, because previous generations, like their form of activism, they're much more limited in what they could do. And I think in our age, we can use it as a good thing. But I feel like if we overdo it or it's just performative, like that's all we do is just repost, then I'm not really sure if we're like really getting anywhere with it. Yeah, I totally agree because um, I feel like reposting the same thing kind of diffuses the cause. It almost makes it sound like it's another challenge or something that everybody does. Because um, sometimes when I go on social media, and I click on one of those stories, sometimes I expect something political or like some this, the cause or whatever. And I almost just like skip through it because I already know. But yeah, I totally agree with Christian. I think we sh- it's a great thing that we can, you know, spread awareness through our platforms. But I also think that if it becomes almost like a personality trait or like what your account is, like just political themes and like uh, affairs and stuff, then it kind of almost reverses the whole importance of it. It almost gets gets rid of the whole, you need to look at this, like this is important um, kind of aspect of the post. Yeah, I think everyone kind of brought up the like really good points about like the idea of like posting on social media and like kind of like what Maria was saying, I feel like our like American news, like CNN and Fox are like extremely like American focused. Like there could be a, like a world crisis going on, but they would be focused on what President Trump said at like a conference. Like, you know, it's like, it's so focused and like, we have no idea what's going on if you just rely on like the news. But at the same time, kind of like what Ezra is saying, I feel like it kind of, like, I don't want to check Instagram anymore because I know like, it's just going to be like, like just bad news. And I feel so helpless because I'm here. Like, this is just like my personal opinion. I'm here like stressing, oh, I'm not going to get into good school. Like, oh, I have this test. And then there's like Muslims being detained and forced to eat pork. And like, as a fellow Muslim, I feel like I should help them. But like, what can I do? You know, like, I can't, I can't even leave my house. Like, there's very little I can do right now not even because of my age, but because of the pandemic. And it kind of creates a sense of like helplessness, you know? And I, that's why I kind of wanted to bring up like, what can we do? I know we kind of touched on this, but like what can we do besides posting on social media? Like legitimately, realistically, and what do you guys do or not do besides posting on social media? So it kind of feels like uh, some of the more tangible or like understandable things we could do are signed petitions. That was something that was pretty popular. Uh, for doing especially during the like black lives matter injustices uh, that happened so i i signed a few of those and we did repost one on our uh, four of a kind instagram a while back but other than that i can only think of like donating money toward some organization but even then some people can't do that so is there i mean is there anything else we could do 
Uh, so like in, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement, like in uh, end of May, beginning of June, I started signing like a decent amount of protest, um, like on change.org. But then after that, I felt like they weren't really doing anything. And I feel kind of bad for this, but I kind of stopped signing this protest. And I know for like the Uyghur Muslims, there was a lot of protests on change.org. But like that's happening all the way in China. Like no matter how many Americans sign the protest, China's not going to like take that into account. They're not going to be like, oh, we're going to um, do something about it. Like I feel like a lot, for a lot of world issues, signing protests doesn't really help. But then at the same time, I feel really bad for like, not doing it too because like what else can i do because donating's not super feasible especially like at our age and it's very hard to like think of what we can do and i guess it's like really debated like how far can protest go so yeah i don't know if this is like a very efficient way of doing things but to me it's actually like researching about the thing that you're concerned of like researching a lot i'm talking about like you can write a research paper after you do this because then you know everything and you have credible sources. And then what you can do is, you know, call or text, because we're in the pandemic, um, call or text someone about it, but actually, you know, tell them about it. Don't just be like, yo, there's this and that, and that's what it is. Like, that's it. You should actually go to someone and talk to them about it. And it might not seem efficient because you're only talking to like one or two people, but if like everyone can do this, then, you know, one or two people be- adds up and it becomes a lot of people that are aware of it with good information. But I don't know. I think that's pretty tough since we are all in school and studying and we're actually writing our own research papers about different things. So I don't know, but that could be another way. Yeah, I feel like Ezra's point right now is very relevant, especially because of the election. And I know that most of us are not going to be old enough to vote, but some of us are. Like, honest, half of this podcast, you know, we'll be voting, hopefully, correctly. I'm not, I'm not going to judge. But um, just like Ezra said, being informed and not basing your own opinions on fake news, um, your family's point of view, or just being like, oh, I'm going to vote this way because my mom did and I know nothing else and I'm not going to take the time to research it because then people complain about not having people in power that you know are fighting for their causes that they believe in but then they're also not being part of the solution. Whenever Ezra brought up the point about researching something that you really care about uh, I feel like something that could happen after you do that when you become so informed and then you talk about it a lot is people will label you as political which is a good thing could be a bad thing depending on the way you see it so it'd be like oh he's political now that he has a strong issue about something so some something i've like thought about a lot is what's the line between politics and just life or like your life's opinions because i feel like they're almost synonymous because a lot of the like issues around the world that you really care about i mean that's what politics is for right i'm pretty sure like that's what these elected officials, they want to pursue their agendas to so that their their goals in life or to make life better in their opinion. That's what politics is. So is there a line between those or is our is our is our life and politics just kind of synonymous? Um, personally, I think it really depends on how you initiate these discussions and how you articulate yourselves throughout them, because I know there's like a lot of people who have strong political opinions and like power to them for like really caring about something. But then it's just a really awkward dynamic when you don't agree with them because it's just like 
it's just awkward because maybe they're your friends, right? And it's just like, oh, like, why don't you agree with me? Like, I've done so much research and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's fine, but that's still what I believe. It doesn't matter how much research you do, you know? And I feel like it's really hard to kind of distinguish between that because we like tend to believe whoever is like the most well-informed. Like I, I'm a victim of this too. Like if somebody sounds smart, I'm like, yes, you know, cause it's just too much effort to disagree with them, but we need to, cause that's how, that's how change is brought, right? It's through discourse. And it's through these like small, small discussions that can kind of grow into an interest, which grows into a study, which grows into a career, you know? And I feel like really facilitating those discussions correctly can, you know, create actual change, especially like, like with your parents, for example, like a lot of people were talking about this before, but like, like a lot of the times, especially for like immigrant parents, which is mine, like they don't really know how to deal with activism because it wasn't really a thing. Like in Pakistan, for example, like if you like tried to protest, like you were just like jailed or like disappeared. Right. So like they just kind of kept their head down and just kept moving, especially since they're not from, they weren't born in this country, but you need to facilitate, facilitate those discussions because it can bring about more change. But that's just my opinion. You guys can disagree with me. So uh, to your point, is it, uh, is it bad if someone feels like growing up and living on a farm and just doing their own thing and not really involving themselves in politics? Because I feel like a lot of like suburban families, they just want to, or any family really, they just, go to work, come back home, be with their family. And that's about it. They don't really do anything to push any political agenda. Is that a bad thing? Should we, should more people be voicing their opinions more? What do you guys think? I think like your ability to sort of participate in like the whole either political or activism process really depends on like where you and your family are at. Like obviously I would say before you do anything activism like I think you should focus on yourself and your family first. I mean, that'd be like, I, some people may see that as like selfish, but like if your mental health is not good or if like your family's not being taken care of or like you just feel like you're getting too wrapped up in other stuff and you're not focusing on yourself, then like by all means, I think you should focus on yourself first. But then at the same time, like I think you should at least have, you don't have to be like a broad activist person because that's really hard. But I think if everyone can just find just like maybe one issue either broad or specific that they're passionate about, I think that would be good. But I, I would say always first focus on yourself. And I, I don't think it's selfish to like want to spend time with your family and not worry about other stuff. Yeah, I agree with Krishna. I think you should always worry or put yourself and your family first. It's really hard or it becomes really discouraging to be motivated in something and not have a good foundation for yourself and your family. Um, it's hard to be uh activated in something when your yourself is deactivated so yeah f- make sure you have like a good foundation with your family and yourself first before you go before you become really uh, activated in some topics but and then again you can always have some one issue like krishna said that you can be worried about or be passionate about because you know then again one at one issue adds up with everybody else's and that's like good because you're bringing awareness to that one issue it might not seem a lot and you might not feel like you're doing anything but in the long run it'll be pretty helpful yeah i think that you have to put yourself first but there's even people that can't voice their opinion that's why i don't judge people that don't you know raise awareness about anything because you don't know their situation like the when you guys were talking the first thing i thought of was like immigrant families so like illegal immigrants or kids of illegal immigrants that have that fear of not wanting to get any attention anyway, even if it's not gonna, you know, get the cops called on you, but just every little thing. 
So you risk your family's safety and they just feel so restricted and, you know, like their voice isn't heard, so they have to keep it to themselves. When you were, like, this topic for me, I just see the downsides of it. I feel, like, honestly pretty helpless. I'm not going to lie. Just, like, signing petitions and donating money. I just feel like nothing is enough until we're doing something hands-on, which is why I usually don't post anything on my Instagram stories. Like, I'll post once in a while promoting the podcast, and Reese and Ezra will get on me for not posting enough. But I just feel like because of this whole new wave of social activism, um, it can get pretty annoying and I don't want to be annoying because like, for example, the 16th of September was Mexican Independence Day and I was all riled up. I was like super happy and like, you know, it was a great day for me. Also very sad because I couldn't celebrate it in Mexico while everyone was partying it up and I wanted to post something about it. I was debating. I was like, should I, should I not? Because I nobody would know. People think that Mexican Independence Day is, you know, May 5th, which, you know, I don't blame you. But just like little things like that, like the fact that I have to think back and be like, no, I shouldn't post it or just taking away the purpose of, you know, posting on social media to post anything that you're passionate or, you know, anything that amuses you or whatever. Um, It's just like having restrictiveness or thought of, oh, I shouldn't post this because I don't want to be annoying. Yeah. Sometimes I almost think that I can't post anything regular, like just a regular post anymore because then people will be like, yo, why are you not posting something that can, like, help a cause or something? I don't know. I I wanted to post a picture on Instagram, but then I was like, nah, everyone's, like, it was at the time where everyone was really active. Um, They still are, but it was, like, crazy. Every other post was a cause. Um, So I didn't feel like I should post anything because then it would kind of get rid of the whole importance of it. But, yeah, I totally agree with you, Maria. Like, you wanted to post something that you were passionate about, but then you felt like, you're going to be deemed as annoying or something, which I really hope that we can get rid of that thought because, you know, I want to use my social media platform for like different things and like causes as well. But like, sometimes I feel like I'm going to be deemed as too active or like too political, maybe too annoying, which I hope not. But, you know, what do you guys think? Oh yeah. Like I agree with that. Like, I feel like, normal posts are almost stigmatized now and i guess it's different now because it's like a pandemic like there's very few things you can post because like no one's really going anywhere or doing anything so i mean at least now we don't feel it but like whenever this is over i feel like i almost like guilty to post your regular posts because i feel people are gonna like come at me or something they're like oh you're posting about like yourself doing this or whatever but you're not posting about like this issue and i feel like that making people feel guilty isn't gonna do anything one but two like, although activism is good on social media, I don't think we have to reframe social media. Like, I don't think it only has to be for activism. I think that it can still be for normal stuff and that people should still be allowed to post normal stuff. Even if they're not super, like, activist type on social media, I think that's okay. And I don't think we need to guilt people into thinking that. Yeah, I feel like if we go ahead and try to judge everyone based on what they post, then, like, it's just going to be a mess. Like, for example, like, I'm not sure if uh, we all, if all of our listeners know, but uh rbg like ruth bader ginsburg um passed away a couple days ago and she's like a feminist icon like the second woman on the supreme court um but i didn't i didn't think that posting about her death would do anything so i didn't post and like a lot of people and like basically everyone else said and like a lot of people might think like oh like sorry i'm clearly not a feminist which is like could not be farther from the truth if you guys know me personally um but i feel like if we start to judge people then like 
And that just defeats the purpose of like trying to create a better place with all these like aesthetic posts, you know, like what, like, okay, you're just going to start judging people. So to kind of end off on like a little bit of a personal note, if you guys don't mind, um, I'd like us to all talk about like kind of what we're passionate about, like what topics and like, have we actually done anything to further them? And it's totally fine if you haven't, um, but just like to kind of bring some insight into your activism. I mean, I personally, um, me and Sara can agree on this on like on the whole little feminist thing. I think I'm more of a feminist. I think Sara is more on the feminazi side. But I'm just going to say that because you're very passionate, not in a negative way. Um, but for me, like the things that stand out the most, not not I'm not saying like it's the most important thing that should be fixed in America right now. But just like for me personally, uh, would have to be, you know, um, the government trying to defund Planned Parenthood because they're saying that it only provides abortions, blah, 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 blah which is not true. It's just for they provide so many other stuff, but they just focus on that. Um, and also just immigration laws in general, ICE taking away kids from their families or um, um, all the de- deportation and putting families in, um, not camps, uh, I don't know, what, I don't know, I forgot they were called. It's just like um, detaining families and, you know, DACA in general um, with, you know, kids that were born here and know nothing else but are somehow expected to move to a whole other country and you know restart their life even though that supposed home country to them is completely foreign but just um those are my topics i'm personally passionate about like asian discrimination and bringing that to light or like asian hate crimes in general and especially increased during this time because of the pandemic many people are like accusing chinese people i call it the wuhan virus which makes like well, it's from Wuhan, but they're also saying, like, go back to it or, like, uh, the Chinese virus. I don't know. I just find that kind of offensive because you're kind of, like, stereotyping them into this pandemic. You're like, this is your fault. And people are getting hurt because of it. Like, there is an 89-year-old woman that got set on fire, 89-year-old Chinese woman that got set on fire. And that's just crazy. Like, people are just, uh, in, like, assaulting the Asian people just because of their race. And I, I'm passionate about that because it's also my culture, kind of biased about it, but that's what I'm passionate about. For me, I think what I can most generally say is that my like religion is pretty important to me. And I find myself at a crossroads whenever I think about religion intersecting with politics. Like, should, that, should I do that? Or should I consider that? Or should I not consider that? Um, but a lot of issues related to that, like um, like murder, especially. I mean, I think we can all agree with that. Uh, like what's going on with, like I said, the Muslims in China and even like waging war. I just, I think we can all think, I think we all know war is a bad thing. But also like more controversial things, uh, like dare I say in the most general sense, I'm pro-life. Uh, I feel like people would get on me for that. And then... Like a lot of other things, like Bible related. Um, so I kind of try to get myself informed religiously before I voice my opinions, lest I just like die from from like judgment. But that's that's just how I feel. So I think Maria kind of touched on this briefly, but um, I am a bit of a feminist. I um, I think that you know, women are equal to men. 
which is a which is like a con for some reason it's a controversial idea that needs to be debated endlessly um but aside from that um i think ezra kind of had like the same along the same ideas but like islamophobia is like so rampant in this country it's like beyond what my understanding um especially in regards i like the anniversary of 9-11 i think was a couple weeks ago from or at least from when we're recording this um and i totally understand like the people who did this should be held accountable and like this is a, it was a terrible time for our country and a lot of people died but like the shit that ensued afterwards like was beyond proportions like it it's like created this like hard idea that like muslims equal terrorists for so long like it's like embedded almost not really embedded in our textbooks but kind of is and like the way that like a lot of teachers teach islam like in the past like i always talk to my dad about it and he's like okay like that's completely wrong and then we talk about it and i'm sorry for using bad language i know but i feel like there's no other way to describe what happened afterward Uh, so I like kind of touched on this earlier in the podcast, but personally, I'm like interested in like water and food insecurity, even like in the United States, because it does exist. And like, I agree with Reese on like religion and politics. Like I personally have a hard time deciding like where I stand on certain things. Cause like religiously, there's certain things I shouldn't like believe in. And like, personally, I don't believe in, but then I feel like people would hate on me or it would be like discriminated against, like, especially on things like abortion people make judgments like really quickly and i think it's hard to define like i i don't think each side should get mad at each other and honestly i think issues like that are the most polarizing in the united states because it involves a lot of things about religion so yeah i think anything with religion intersecting politics is a really difficult thing all right yeah so that was a heavy episode uh krishna we want to thank you again for joining us do you have any last statements krishna I would just like to say that it was an honor to be on this podcast. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you all for having me. And um, if you'd like to get my book, it's called Water Wars and Food Fights on Amazon. And I'll be speaking at, about it at different places. So um, just check my social media if you're interested in hearing more about it. And thank you again, everyone. Uh, we really enjoyed your input and your intelligence and your opinions. So yeah, thanks for being here. Anyway, until next time on For a Kind Podcast. Okay, bye.